All right, hello, and welcome to For the Love of Fit. I'm Danny. And I'm Jake. And hey, thank you again for tuning in. Tonight, episode four. If you've made it through the last three episodes, hey, we appreciate you. If you haven't, well, you got some work to do. <laughs> welcome to the grind. Welcome to the grind. All right, so episode four, basics of making a workout plan. You know, our last episode, episode three, we had Lulu... Old friend from FitOps guest star, what to look for and a trainer. If that doesn't apply to you, if you don't want a trainer or can't afford one, what have you, for whatever reason at all, we're going to teach you tonight some of the basics that you need to be thinking about when you make your own workout plan. But before that, we got some shout outs, don't we, bro? We got some shout outs. We got some shout outs. All right, wait, let me guess, let me guess. Royalty Nutrition. Royalty Nutrition. Hit we're it. talking about Royalty Nutrition. Dot com at Royalty Nutrition on Instagram and Facebook. They are a veteran-owned and operated supplement company that doesn't automatically go with the cheapest ingredient when they're making their formulas for their supplements. What that means for you is a higher quality product that helps you. I'm not going to say I'm not going to promise you anything, but it helps you along your path to meet your fitness goals. Check them out and use the discount code 37HAKE to save you 15% on your entire order. Tell them that Jake sent you. And I got nothing else clever to tack on to that. Just tell them, uh, just tell them that Jake sent you. Uh, actually, put that in the comments. See what happens. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, David, David will be like, and? <laughs> <laughs> Let's jack the price up. <laughs> I'll send you a broken shaker. F*** you. <laughs> Alright, well hey, no episode of For the Love of Fit has really started unless I do some selfish advertising for myself. So, uh, Blake's Health and Fitness is my personal training business. We opened last year. Um, we are a fantastic personal training business. Uh, as of right now, 100% online. Also offer uh, pre-built plans for those people who are stuck in quarantine still for whatever reason, can't quite make it out to the gym. We can definitely help you whether you want to buy a pre-built plan or work with me personally and uh, uh, getting your goals going for your specific fitness needs. We also got plenty of merchandise, plenty of clothing and swag on sale. Go ahead and uh, use the promotion code for the love of fit with no spaces to save yourself some money on that. That sounded like I wasn't bun done, but I definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> we're, Tone. We're, Tone. We're, Tones are we're, important. We're, we're both on top of this. Show. Oh yeah. We're just just doing it. Um, <laughs> I'd like also like to give some love to Gorilla Gains. That's gorilla-gains with a Z.com. They are an apparel company that you can comfortably wear in and out of the gym. And they also make great equipment that helps keep you safe while you train. I'm talking wrist wraps, wrist wraps, elbow sleeves, knee sleeves, and lever and prong belts. Check them out once again and use the code JAKE15. That also saves you 15% on your entire order. Once again, tell them that Jake sent you. I want to make another thing uh, very clear here. The companies that um, I'm personally shouting out, they do not pay me. Um, I have codes because I uh, I have a very I have a personal relationship with the owners of the company, and I really I, I don't want money from them. I want to see them grow and prosper and do great things because they're really good people that put out really great products. That um, I mean. They're worthwhile. I'm wearing a Gorilla Gang shirt right now, and I'm not. I'm. It's cozy. It's a good T-shirt. I took some. Uh, I took. Some, I. Uh, I had some 
I had some of the Royalty Nutrition Isolux protein powder earlier today because one, it's delicious, and two, I just didn't feel like cooking. So <laughs> I, these are things that I don't just shill. I use them on a daily basis, and I think they could help you out as well. Yeah. Keep in mind, neither of us would ever recommend anything on this show or to friends or clients for that matter that we do not trust wholeheartedly. Um, that, yeah, I don't think anyone can ever say anything like that against either of us. Well, I mean, the, the industry itself has become such a a polluted delusion mm-hmm. um, I mean do you remember do you remember Rain, Wayne's World oh yeah and they, they go through that whole part where uh, they're talking about selling out mm-hmm. and then you know they cut to different pl- product placements through the whole time ta- whole thing yeah yeah like that there's there's it's getting better but there's a lot of there there used to be a lot more but there still is plenty of quote unquote coaches that will try and shill you some shit that they don't even use mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to just to make them an extra buck. Mm-hmm. And I've I've never been about that life. No, nope. I mean I, I, I like we've talked about before. I got into fitness to help people, not to f- them out of money or sell them some trash. Yep. Now, when I was working at the big box gym, uh, towards the end of my time there, they were talking about making us um, get certified in supplements. Uh, which I found odd, I found pretty odd, but then I started asking questions, why? Oh, well, our gym uh, has a supplement line that we're starting to bring in, and I'm like, that's why. But no, yep. it's, uh, it's insane how easy it is for a, comp- for a supplement company to start these days, and I actually saw a video several years ago. Um, I-, I tried to go back and find it a couple of years ago, but never could. I'll have to do it again. Um, it was a documentary. A phony company decided to try to make their own supplements, which was going to be completely, complete crap. It was going to have the bare minimum to pass. And uh, do you know what I'm talking about? The, the documentary you're talking about is bigger, faster, stronger. This is why I love you. You just, you just know. You just get me. And everyone, everyone should watch it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's insane. It's, they, they actually got it in stores. And all they had to do was like, the, it was the bare, they put the bare minimum ingredients for it to be considered protein powder. They put like what? Uh, shoot, oh, what they made they made a fat burner. Was it a fat burner? I thought it was they a made, yeah. Protein they made powder. a fat. They made a fat burner. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and then they, they showed you how that you could doctor um, before and after pictures with the same person on the same day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just got to put like proprietary blend or something along those lines on the back or something like that, and then yep. it's all it's all legal. So definitely, definitely, before we even get started with our show. When you're looking at supplements, do your definitely do your research. Uh, Royalty Nutrition, my man Jake trusts it. I trust it, but I'm still gonna do my research. No offense of to course. you. No offense no, no, to you. No, 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 no. That's you're supposed to. Yeah. We need we need a tangent horn. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude, I just got I just got my I just got my job for the next week. I'll find us a tangent horn. <laughs> Oh, dude, it's going to be more of that horn than any of us actually talking about it. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay, uh, so let me see. I shouted out to BHF. You got Gorilla Gains. You got, you got um, uh, Royalty Nutrition. What else you got? Well, neither one of us would actually be sitting here doing this podcast if we had not met at FitOps. Oh, FitOps. Can't forget them. 
So we would not have met if it were not for the FitOps Foundation. The FitOps Foundation is a not-for-profit organization that helps veterans, reserve members, and sometimes still some active duty member service members who've uh, got a, some good amount of leave saved up rediscover their purpose for after their active duty military service. Yes, it is a program that helps you become a certified personal trainer, but you don't leave just being a certified personal trainer. You are a highly qualified personal trainer that is given the tools to succeed in the fitness realm and outside of the fitness realm. We're talking great mindset, how to do a great elevator pitch, how to um, market a business, things that you can use outside of the fitness realm, but it is definitely a obviously a fitness oriented program. Check them out at fitops.org if you're looking for a great nonprofit to donate to. Fitops.org backslash donate. Mm -hmm. Fitops is fantastic. You're going to find a lot of the guests that we're having on the show, a lot of the ones that we have come up on the lineup. Almost all of them we met at Fitops. Lulu last week, we met her, uh, Jake met her at Fitops. It's a fantastic program. I've never known anyone that's had um, anything negative to say about it. Well, actually, I'm sure there are those out there. There are. There. I remember a couple of people getting kicked out for doing things they shouldn't have been doing, but, you know. That FitOps itself has worked very, very hard to get the right people in the right leadership roles yep. to help helped correct the ship and put it back on its, its course. Um, I want to give a shout-out to my boy, Johnny Martin, who is the director of Aftercare, who is nothing but phenomenal. Um, he is great at his job, and he's very good at getting back to you and reaching out to you and helping direct you in the direction that you need to go with the resources you need. Uh, FitOps, with who's in charge of it now and running it, are fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yep, if you're interested in getting into that program, just go on over to the website, hit that apply button, and uh, well, wait your turn. Alright, so as, as we get into things, uh, obviously, we're talking about how to make a plan. Well, you really know the, need to know the basics of making a plan. What that comes down to is you have to truthfully assess where you are at, right? And uh, sometimes you need to get a doctor's permission even to go into to touch a weight. And that's fine because there are many, th you know, you can start off doing just body weight walking or TRX band, resistant band stuff to get you loose and limber or s some other low impact program. But always get a real assessment of where your body is at before you engage in any physical activity. Okay, get that done. Make make a long-term goal and make inter, make short-term to intermediate-term goals in between. What I mean by that is your long-term goal, let's say you're let's say you start your exercise program and you start out like I did. You're you're about 315. Okay, long-term, I want to be I want to be 175 pounds of shredded muscle, okay? I know that's going to take me not six weeks, right? <laughs> so I will set a short-term goal. Yep. The short-term goal is um, increase my lifts from week one uh, by the end of month one by at minimum 10 pounds each, right? Yep. And then... Um, an intermediate goal: lose the first 50 pounds. Then you have the then you know set it up: lose 75 or lose 100. Whatever is comfortable to you, whatever is realistic for you in the program that you are working for your body mm -hmm. to get to where you're going. And if I may for a sec, of course. The, 
the key word that he just said there is realistic. Um, a lot of people, um, they're either, either have a, too much confidence in themselves than they should, or uh, they don't know enough about the fitness world to know realistic goals. Realistic is important, and that's the internet's a beautiful thing in that way. If someone's saying, I want to lose 20 pounds by the end of week two, it's, I, I used to have clients ask me that, and I would ask them with a straight face, all right, which, which limb are you willing to part with? You know, nobody nobody ever thought that was funny except for me. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, definitely uh, with some, do your research in what is realistic and realistic um, gains over time as far as um, as far as muscle uh, mass and size, as far as weight increase on exercises, as far as weight loss. Uh, reasonable, realistic weight loss is one to two pounds a week, healthily. Obviously, if you're just starting out, it's different, but um, just realism. You, you got to apply it. You can apply it to uh, a baby. You got to be able to roll over before you can crawl. You got to be able to crawl before you can walk. You got to be able to walk before you can run. And you got to be able to run before you can start doing backflips. You know, like there's, you you really do have to find a way to segment what you're trying to do. Like, um, so when I was at my rotundist roll me down a ball standing up so fat um, <laughs> I did a yoga program for a month DDP baby before I got before I even went and touched a weight and then when I then I didn't I didn't touch a free weight I did machines first because I didn't know where my joints would sit I knew that my stabilizer muscles because you know like I said I came from an athletic background I knew my stabilizer muscles weren't going to be ready to go for daddy free weights so I did I did the machines until the machines were until I was comfortable doing the machines then I moved to the bar I, mo I moved to, to barbell movements because they're you know I could still control them it's not uh, you know I can force my body to do the same thing at the same time then I moved on to dumbbell dumbbell movements and then isolateral movements an isolateral means you know, one one side at a time. It's you ha uh, just on the, on that alone. That took that took about three months, I want to say. And it's not because I wasn't pushing myself, but it was because I had to set the realistic goal of yes, I want to do this, but I want to do it in the safest and healthiest manner possible. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying. And I'm, I'm not trying to do. Uh, rip or tear something when I'm trying to just starting getting myself healthy again. Hardest thing in the world is maintaining when you're injured. Yes. Yep. Um, and then, uh, if, particularly if you are a young male, uh, you have to resist the urge to uh, what I call hot dogging. And what I, what that, what I, what I mean by that is you're, you're young, you're, you're invincible, <laughs> no one can tell you anything. You know everything. Yeah, oh yeah. And you're going to walk in and you're like, I'm going to put 405 on that squat bar and I'm going to get it the first time. Well, listen, Chief. No, you're not. No, you are not. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you're going to, you're, you're going to at minimum drop that and make a fool out of yourself. Yeah. Take your time. Get your form right. Yep. Do it right. Yep. 
And you'd be because lucky if you only made a fool out of yourself and only hurt your pride. Because guess what? If you're just starting out or you're just getting back into it, you're not going to do it right the first time. You're, you're not. The muscles forget just like the mind does. Yep, but see, the thing is, the muscles will remember as you progress. With time, yep. like, like um, I haven't, I haven't squatted over um, three fifteen in oh, six months. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to walk out to my garage right now, slap four hundred five on the bar, and go to town. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm. I'll get to where I can. I will get to where I can do three fifteen for. 15 reps comfortably and then I'll move up that's it's that's called earning your weight have you ever heard of that or uh, the concept yes that exact phrase not so much so it's yeah it's great if you yeah. are a strong if you're a strong mofo and that's how you train and that's what you train to do mm-hmm. great good on you me um, I'm at the point in time in my personal fitness life that I'm a big fan of maintaining what I already have. So I'm not trying to PR every every other month anymore. I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to uh, lay my dick on the table and say, well here it is. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's I mean, lifting heavy and heavy as you can is so great because it's a yeah, I did it. But you're not supposed to do that every time. You're not supposed to do that every week, with every lift. There is something called um, central nervous system overload, and you will stress your whole body out so fast if you keep doing it like that, and it'll, it'll turn you off from exercising. Period, because you're just going to be so tired and exhausted, and your body and your body's gonna, just going to have a hard time really recovering. Yep. So, going off of that, as far as uh, the basics. Um, <laughs> oh God! Where's, where, where's the horn? <laughs> where's the horn? We had we had a point, I promise. Uh, as far as far so bouncing off where Jake was starting off about, um, kind of looking at yourself objectively, um, and this is actually a, a personal revelation that I have because, in my life at least, people are nice. People will always tell you, you know, oh yeah, you look good, yeah, you're doing fine, whatever. Um, I was always my own biggest critic. Like, the hardest thing in the world was for me to actually look in the mirror and say, and point out my flaws one by one. That's that's what I had to do, because nobody else would give it to me straight. I actually had to look in the mirror and say, I need to fix this, I need to fix this, I need to fix this. You know why? Because I don't feel good about the way I look. I don't feel confident going on the beach. And taking and taking my shirt off, you know, and that's that's just how it was. And sometimes you gotta have that hard one-on-one with yourself, and it's not easy. Some for some people it can be an emotional experience, so it you know take it for what it is. Um, and it, bouncing right off of that, if you're if you're looking for if you don't know exactly where you need to start, but you know you do need to start. Uh, one thing that might be good for you is a lot of gyms, if you do go to a gym, offer that free health consultation. You ever done one of those? Yeah. Yeah, I did one of them. And keep in mind, uh, if you listened to our last episode and heard all this stuff about the big box gyms, first off, know in advance, they're going to try to sell the crap out of you. 
especially if they know you're uh, out of shape and they know that you want to fix it, they're going to try to sell the crap out of you. So if you don't want it, stick to it. But they offer these um, free health consultations for a reason. And a lot of the time, they'll actually be pretty solid with you about um, where your uh, weight is, where your body fat is, and um, some possible therapeutic exercises to fix some uh, bodily imbalances. Um, I used to do these all the time when I was working the big box gym, and there were some that right out the gate, they said, hey, I'm not looking for a trainer. And I'm like, hey, you know what, that's fine. Let's just go through the basics, and I will get you set up and give you some good tips, good pointers, and good starting points for your fitness journey on your own. If you ever need anything, you reach out to me, I will take care of you. Mm -hmm. Then uh, doing your goals, they have what, you ever done SMART goals? Like the S-M-A-R-T, the acronym? No. Okay. Uh, they taught us this, they beat this into our heads at school, which they have a purpose. I think it's kind of beaten down a little bit more uh, than it needs to be in certain circles, but they do have a purpose. Uh, the SMART goal stands for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. Um, like we were talking about earlier, I'm not going to go in the gym and say, I'm going to put eight inches on the diameter of my arm by the end of the month. Mm -hmm. that, that, no. So a, so in this case, uh, probably a quarter of an inch at the end of two months, I would think, could be doable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a specific goal. That's measurable. I can take where I'm at now, measure it, measure it again at the end, measurable. Achievable. Yeah. You got two fitness experts right here saying, yes, that can be done. It'd be a little rough, but it can be done. Realistic? I would say so. And timely. Yeah, I'm not setting a goal for five years in the future. I'm setting a goal for the end of two months. Keep in mind, don't take that goal and use it. <laughs> that was a little bit more of a drastic goal. Yeah. But um, yeah. but just purely you're, for example. You're going you're, you're to have a lot of genetically deficient people being like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> well, whenever I need to try to look bigger, I make sure to sunburn my arms so then the swelling. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Of oh, course. yeah, definitely. Uh, Tricks the trade. For the, <laughs> for the love of fit does not endorse sunburning for the sake of looking better. No, please wear your SPF. Actually, when I visited Arizona a couple months ago, I wore sunscreen for the first time in like three months. It was painful. Hurt, hurt, my, hurt my ego a lot. Oh, yeah. That's painful. Well, that's, where, that's where I'm from, bro. Um, well, not from. That's where I live. That's where I live. But, okay, so those are your basics of making the plan outline. All right, so the next part of making a plan that you want to do is what you're working and why. Now, I cannot tell, I know you can speak to this. Um, so many, not trying to be sexist, but let's call it what it is, women in the gym doing their booty plans. Uh, literally, the gym I go to, I can't tell you how many women I see, and I see them there about three times a week working legs and butt, and nothing else ever uh, okay all right let's let's make this clear there are other muscle groups there are lots of them and they're good they want to grow too so for the love of God work other muscle groups okay <laughs> got that out <laughs> okay so you want to work every muscle group you need to work every muscle group like okay uh, this is actually a pretty good example. Uh, you, you've seen those guys in the gym who, like, they're, they're, they're jacked, they're big, but their shoulders are super forward, rounded like none other forward, right? You've seen those guys? Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, 
Those guys work too much chest, not enough back. Why? When you work the chest, uh, as the muscles grow, the muscle uh, fibers pull. The muscle fibers pull on you, or will pull um, the bones forward. So those people with shoulders severely rounded forward, not in all cases, but a lot of them, it's because the chest muscles have been uh, worked so much, they're pulling the shoulders forward, and that person is not working their back muscles enough to even themselves out. Yes. Yes. Um, so, when you let's say you're you're a chest bro, okay, mm-hmm. you need to you need to know the other muscles you're working. Of course, you're hitting your pecs. Of yep. course. Yep. But you're also working your tricep mm-hmm. and your front deltoid. Okay, your your the front part of your shoulder muscle group. Okay. And so, not only are you forcing your pecs to grow and expand, but you're also growing and expanding. Um, that front delt. So, when that front delt grows, it actually pulls. It actually pulls your arms kind of forward, gives you kind of an eight-man arm swing, um, and that causes a lot of shoulder impingements. It leads to something called bencher's shoulder, mm-hmm. um, and that's just it's from an overdeveloped front deltoid. I have to send you the picture of uh, when I was shooting my saw all the time. Mm-hmm. I had a. My right, my right front delt was huge compared to my uh, left side, mm-hmm. and I and I always had pain in my shooting shoulder. And that's because uh, I mean I wasn't like a diehard gym bro by any means, but I definitely had a an impingement because my front delt was so used to um, uh, shouldering that automatic weapon. Yep. Yep. The so, uh, the body. It's amazing how adaptive the body is, which we will definitely get into that when we talk about progressive overload. But uh, your body obviously adapted to that uh, butt of that rifle in that shoulder for time after day after day after day after day and adapted around it. Oh, we party hard. We partied hard back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, actually, um, yes, you must work every muscle group. My, actually, my favorite day of the week is back day. Mine used to be. I don't, my, it changes. I think mine's biceps these days. Uh, but okay. I've I, I got, I, for a while it was shoulders, then for a while it was back, for a while it was chest. Um, I'm one of those guys who, I'm a tall guy, I have a big chest, but my chest is weak. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, I wasn't able to bench 135 until I was, uh, until right after I enlisted, so I was in my early 20s. Like, I, I just had a big chest, but I, it was weak. Just to get them long arms. Uh, yeah, yeah you, just like with uh, the push-ups, the people who uh, do the quarter push-ups, you definitely do got those guys who only go down when they bench about a quarter of the way and call it good. Well, you know, us taller, longer-limbed, uh, which you're longer-limbed, so us uh, superior beings, we actually have to go down all the way. And when you're enlisted and have to do pull-ups, it's a little more painful, okay? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Actually, I do. I no, you know exactly what I'm talking Dude, about. Dude, so um, you guys can't see us, but I have a, uh, I have a short torso and very long limbs for my 5'9 body. Mm-hmm. And that's because my dad is 6'3 and my mom's 4'11. And that's, that's the hand I was dealt. So, <laughs> but no, anyway, so there's the horn. Yep, so yep. It, it is... <laughs> Working uh, specific muscle groups is great. I'm not saying you need to dedicate a day to biceps 
or a day to triceps necessarily, but if you are going in with the sole purpose of, let's say, working your chest, that needs to be where your mind is. I'm a big believer in the mind and muscle connection, and that's forcing yourself to, I know this is impossible via, you know, science, but you're forcing yourself to think with the muscle you're using. What I mean by that is you are telling your brain, I need to focus on the contraction of this right here. This is what's important. And then um, if you are looking to have a balanced, well-rounded, generally appealing physique, um, you you can't skip leg day, boys. Um, leg, leg day is also very important for the um, natural flow of your te- of your testosterone and hormones because that is where all of your your, your legs hold most of your blood most of the time right yep so where's where are your hormones going to be most of the time where most of your blood is so in order to get so and really in order to achieve the full growth that you can achieve naturally you have to work legs you have to Otherwise, you're, you're, well, you're looking like a chicken leg turd, and you're cheating, <laughs> and you're, and you're cheating yourself out of natural gains for the rest of your body. Mm-hmm. Every single muscle group definitely has its benefit. Um, a lot of people, well, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people do know. Um, Three fourths of your arm is your tricep. If you really want big arms, you, as far as mass in general, work your tricep. But if Smash you want that triceps, there you go. If you want that bicep bump. Obviously, work your bicep. Uh, a lot of people, just like we were talking about the shoulder rounded forward, people skip back day. Um, that's also big. You see a lot of people um, who may or may not have a lot of uh, muscle mass in general slouching. Uh, keep in mind, just in your everyday movements, how important um, just overall muscular strength is. Your back holds you up, holds your neck up, holds all your limbs. It keeps you going. If you don't have some form of muscle mass in there, over time, if you don't work these muscles over time, muscle atrophy does happen with time. What is already bad is going to get worse, and then you're going to be one of those old folks who really cannot hold yourself up physically. Yep. Um, I was going to say, specifically ladies, I know men can get this too, but ladies have um, more of a predisposition of developing osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. and uh, Especially osteoporosis, after menopause. Yep, uh, you know, and that's you know, you're, you see the hunchbacked old ladies and real brittle bones and things like that. But um, developing a good and strong back is great for your posture. And ladies and gentlemen, your posture is very important. Um, not just for you standing tall and looking proud with your chest out, <laughs> but for your bone structure. Mm-hmm. You keep things aligned and upright you are going to I'm not going to say your life's going to be comfortable all the time but you will have a, a, a more, you will more than likely have a better trip into old age if you keep your physical strength and muscle mass up as, as much as you can mm-hmm. and that's been proven time and time again and it also kind of ties into exactly how you like to work, how you want to work, and what your overall goals are. We're not necessarily, now granted, 
we we lift, uh, but that might not be for everyone. Even the um, calisthenics guy who does nothing but body weight. Hey, you know what? It's not exactly my thing, but at the same time, I actually like watching videos of calisthenic uh, athletes because the things that they can do with their body weight is amazing. It's insane to watch. Well, see, in calisthenics, people have to have strong legs too. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah, you know, you got to be able to sometimes do a do a quick sprint, mm-hmm. jump to a high, jump to a higher bar or whatever you're trying to do. Parkour. So, yep. you know, like like doing the hangy flippity madoodles. <laughs> you got to you got to have strong legs. Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually worked a booth. Um, for discount nutrition at uh, at a uh, <clears throat> fitness expo in like 2019, and right in front of us they had the uh, the calisthenics competition in front of us. And one thing I noticed, especially about the younger people, uh, like the guys that were competing for their pro card in this, I didn't even know that was a thing. But um, they had they had killer triceps and were just shredded, mm-hmm. string being young people. Mm-hmm. But they the way their body mechanics works is they had these killer triceps and great shoulders, obviously strong backs. But they were missing like that pop from their lower body. And I watched yeah. the the pro the the pro guy. I guess it's their version of like guest posing. But they had like the pro guy come out and put on a demonstration. And that dude could pop his hips and just do these ridiculous hoop-de-floop-de-flips. I don't know what the terms are. Mm-hmm. But the only way he could do it was because he generated power from his ass and got over to his next objective. It was, I mean, you can't, you cannot get away with having a weak lower body. You just can't. No. no. Uh, definitely, if you're, if that's something, if you're not exactly sure what you're looking for as far as your goals as far as uh, what kind of fitness you like to do, you want to enjoy what you're doing. Otherwise, it's not gonna, it might not last very long depending on how disciplined you are. You definitely, keep this in mind, in my personal experience, while I was enlisted, I took a full, I was doing some trial and error. I lifted a lot and I was getting pretty decently strong. So I decided to do some trial and error and I took a full two month period and did nothing but body weight, nothing but calisthenics. For those who don't know, calisthenics is just nothing but body weight exercises. I did that and I did it aggressively. And I noticed a few things right off the bat. First, I could handle my body weight a lot better, which in the military are, in the Marines are PFTs. One third of that is pull-ups. So that was uh, that was a big thing uh, for me. But um, uh, so it's, as time went on, like I got a lot stronger. I could, or as far as my body weight, I could handle a lot better. And I noticed that like I started, um, my body started looking a little more cut, a little bit more shredded, a little more defined. But then after that two months was over, when I went back into the gym, I lost all of my maxes by far, Mm -hmm. all of it. Uh, I couldn't bench my 135 anymore. Uh, Actually, yep, yep, I couldn't even do a 45 pound plates on every side. All of it went away. So you will be strong um, and you'll be able to handle your body weight very well. But at the same time, if you wanna be, if you wanna be that guy lifting up cars for the hell of it, (laughs) Calisthenics is not going to be for you. Yep. Oh, like I was—I alluded to earlier. I was a saw gunner. I always ended up carrying extra crap anyway, because there was always someone that couldn't hack it, or I got in trouble and I had to carry some extra crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I knew in order for me to do my job more efficiently, I had to be not just good at like long distance running, but I had to be good at sprinting. Yep. And I also needed to be able to carry some freaking weight. So I would squat and deadlift like it was, because it was my job, but I would squat and deadlift all the time. Not when I, especially when we got in the country. When I was back in the States, I was drinking a lot. But uh, when, let's, for example, um, when I got to Iraq the second time, I was like 180. I left, I left, uh, hit our, our, our second tour. I left there 210 with just tree trunk quads. And it was the first time I could see my abs visibly under my, you know, but that was just because I was working and earning it. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I was going with that. I was just making it very clear that you, (laughs) what, you, your your workouts have to be geared toward what your goals are at the time. Yep. Nope. Exactly. There, there it is. Yep. There's there that tie in, baby. <laughs> yep. No tangent horn this time. Screw you, tangent horn. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. No. Yeah. Um. Yep. Figure out what your goals are. Figure out what you want. Um. And I do some trial and error with all of it. Uh, honestly, I've been thinking about shifting back into. Uh, I got Spartan races coming up. I've been thinking about shifting back into calisthenics for that, which I it's been about oh seven years. Since I've done it, so uh, let's see how much I hate my life if I decide to do that. But um, definitely, <laughs> tangent alarm. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely all of your muscle groups. They all have a purpose. They're all important. They're all they all help work your postural chain, which even just for everyday movement, you need. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like we said, you're going to be that older person who might not even be that old if you don't do anything at all. You might not even be that old, and you won't be able to move around on your own. Right. But, all right, so the next section we're talking about sets and reps, which definitely is a pretty pretty significant part of making your own training plan. Sets and reps, the weight, the weight that you're doing, uh, if you're doing weights as opposed to body weight, definitely does get into this too, but we will get into that when we talk about, uh, a little bit later in the section, when we talk about progressive overload. But sets and reps, it, <sighs> so many myths going mm-hmm. to this and I've been hearing them since I was a kid before I knew anything about fitness we definitely uh, I get messages all the time asking hey what about this set rep scheme what about this set rep scheme the oldest myth I ever heard was low weight high reps equals like uh, getting cut and muscular endurance high weight low reps equals strength overall the overarching concept that is largely true probably the only thing I would disagree with is low weight high reps I wouldn't say you would probably get as cut but you definitely gain a lot of muscular endurance yes definitely a lot of muscular endurance so I work in, I work in the business of building as much lean muscle as possible oh yes that's and, right up your alley and I am a firm believer because I've done this with my men and women athletes and just regular clients because it works and it's the Dorian Yates school of thinking Um, for those of you who don't know who Dorian Yates is he's a former Mr. Olympia multiple time Mr. Olympia who was the first ever mass monster okay Um, Dorian Yates had had something called the blood and guts type of training and basically what it is is you take you take let's say two you take two of your exercises for your muscle group that day, and those are the muscle. Those are the those are the exercises that you're going to murder yourself on. 
And what that means by that is you take a, a warm-up set, one set, I don't know, 12 to 15, another set at the rep range of 8 to 12, and then you have two sets of do as many as you can. And you just hammer it home. Obviously, you need a spotter. Yeah. Be safe. Because not just for safety, but you're going to quit before you're done. Do I, would I suggest that for people that are just getting back into the gym or are really beginners? No. No, no. That's, de- that's definitely something that you have to know your body a little bit better for. Mm. But um, I do say the max amount of sets you should do per exercise is at maximum five. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but I usually keep things around four sets mm-hmm. because uh, in in turn with that Dorian Nate style of thing, it's it's you have two sets where you're kind of you're getting used to what you're doing, <clears throat> and then your last two sets are what I are where I like your working sets to be. And that means you're going as heavy as you possibly can control with good form, and you're executing the movement. Yep, I'm a big fan of a. Uh, uh, a very light warm-up set very mm-hmm. light which sometimes depends on the day honestly sometimes I count that as part of my four or five sets not always um, and in your warm-up set honestly put your ego to the side uh, when I'm going to do uh, I have a bad shoulder so when I'm going to do uh, my Arnold's my shoulder presses what have you I even though I may be doing 60 pounds uh, dumbbells with that exercise I warm up with 15s or 20s yep. for for multiple reasons. To make sure my shoulder's not acting up that day. Two, to make sure um, getting that muscle memory going. My body's been doing other things all day. I need to make sure for whatever reason, overnight or in a week, my body hasn't forgotten how to do that movement. Slow and steady, slow and controlled. Um, I've said it before, your muscles are like a rubber band. Uh, you, the more you work them, the more elastic they get, the more they can do. If you go if you go too hard too fast, you are uh, you can be more prone to injury. Yep. I uh, for me personally, um, I always start out doing simply the bar. Yep. Or a really light dumbbell set or body weight, and I, it's part of uh, uh, dynamic stretching. So if you take that low and slow and you're moving that real slow weight and you're forcing your body to engage those muscles that you're going to train that day, you're really, in essence, stretching out, but you're not elongating that muscle fiber and taking your strength away. Mm-hmm. Um, when I write programs for people, I put a specific warm-up at the beginning of everything. I say, this, you know, I mean, for my more advanced people, it's, it's there, but they know they're supposed to warm up and go warm up, or I'm going to, you know kick your ass Mm -hmm. but it is so very important to really warm up the muscle you are working and the auxiliary muscles and tertiary muscles that you are about to engage like on back day I don't care if you can't do a pull up get on the assisted pull up machine and do some pull ups Mm -hmm. right Um, I always I always put on there and anything involving the upper body go warm your shoulders up with some light bands do some front raises, side raises, and uh, rear tail flies. The ball and socket joint is one. It's not the most sensitive in the body, but uh, it's, it's not the most stable. It's definitely pretty easy to screw up, oh, I yeah. tell you. Oh, yeah. um, <clears throat> um, chest day, you always have some form of push-ups in the beginning. Always. Mm-hmm. 
because um, a, a good push-up will work your back too. I think we, we talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you your back is actually kind of tertiary when you're doing pushing chest movements. So it kind of needs to wake up and know what's coming as well. I always finish my workouts. My um, I finish with my pull-ups, my push-ups, my dips, my body mm-hmm. weight exercises that are fantastic for you. But at the same time, after I've just gassed myself out through a hard workout, I don't always feel comfortable putting myself under heavy amounts of weight anymore. So I figure I do this, worst thing that happens, I push, I do a push-up, I fall on my face, I'm not about to drop any weight on me. There was a, um, there's a professional MMA fighter I know, and his name's Cody Perez, out of Victoria, Texas. And he told, he told me something when I was um, really in the infancy of me coming into my own, in, into fitness again. And he was telling me, he's like, listen, if you can do a pull-up, if you can do a pull-up after your back day, you didn't work your back hard enough. Yep, same with push-ups, I would yep. think. Yep. And, and dips, if, yeah. Remind me, I'll send you a, an example of um, one of my programs I do for people, but they usually always end with with just body weight dips or um, diamond push-ups. Yeah, for, uh, for triceps, yeah. Well, yeah, and then just I... Or always, every always, oh, oh be the and the, the center of your chest. Oh yeah, no, I am I am a big believer in developing the center of your chest. So you're a bigger fan of the four uh, four and five <clears throat> sets. Now, as far as reps, it kind of does depend on your goal. Um, it generally, for mu- for minimum muscle growth, six is the bare minimum for muscle growth. Yep. Um, now, granted, if you're pushing for a new max, you're not going to be able to get six. I think two is either two or three is the true uh, rep for a max. I believe. I think it's two, isn't it? Or is it just it's one? two. It's two. It's yeah. Two. yeah. Um, but yeah, for minimal muscle growth, it's six. Um, for uh, for optimal, it's a little bit more towards eight, and then obviously you can go up to. Uh, 12 if you're looking for a little more uh, cutness slash strength but it all just kind of depends on you personally what I try to do I'm kind of going for a little bit of everything right now I go tour for about 10 kind of meet in the middle but I make sure that reps 9 and 10 I can barely do like I, I either need a spotter or I have to cut it early uh, and that's one of those things finishing to failure which in the oh gosh in the fitness community I've actually looked at PubMed studies of this there have been plenty of arguments about some people saying pushing to failure is not necessary for muscle growth some people are I'm, I'm a big advocate of uh, working to failure a lot of people say some of the research is not there mm, what do you got to say on that so you don't you do, you do not have to work for failure mm. But if you are, if if you are eating correctly, and let's say if you're in the pro ranks of things, supplementing correctly, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, <laughs> that that work to failure is actually going to force your body to grow more. Um, I'm not saying it's the cheat code to getting bigger faster, but I am saying that it will help your muscle density mm-hmm. as well as the size because of the trauma you're putting yourself through. Um, muscular now, endurance on top of that 
Of course. Um, I, I brought up Dorian Yates earlier because he's the man. <laughs> if you ever get a chance to sit down and watch Blood and Guts, to watch him when he takes him down to the, he called his, his little underground gym the dungeon. If you ever get a chance to watch that or find a way to, mm-hmm. do it and, and try not to be like, try to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you will be just gobsmacked about what this man did. It's amazing. The, and the amount of mass that he put on, on really not a lot of gear. It's, it's outstanding. Now, I have experimented with this both ways in a lot of ways uh, about um, your, your rep ranges working to failure or not. Muscle growth can definitely, can definitely occur um, without going to failure. Right. So if that is a concern of yours, you can still reach your goal. Don't stress about it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm a fan of intensity. Um, sure, I can write you a program that has, let's say, four sets of everything that's six to eight reps. Okay? If you take ten minutes in between each set, what are you doing? For my people that are in the towards the end of their prep, I'll lay it out. And it'll be four sets of 12 to 15. And I say, do not lift for more than 45 minutes to get it done. For my people that are in their growing phases, I'll say, do not lift for an hour. Do not lift for longer than an hour and 15 minutes to get it done. Because, yes, while their goal is to get bigger, I need them to keep that intensity there. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not, I'm not in the business of uh, making people fat. I'm in the business of building lean, strong muscle. So... You have to keep your intensity up. <clears throat> now, if you're doing things like powerlifting programs, there'll be certain times throughout your cycles and phases where you will be taking, no joke, 60 to 90 second rest in between, sometimes longer in between your sets. And that's because of the because you're doing four sets of, you know, like three to five, going as heavy as you possibly can with that strict powerlifting form. And it's, it's taxing on the body on top of the extreme weight that is, is comparatively for you. Generally, kind of bouncing off that as far as uh, when you're selecting your weight for your program. Now, obviously, this is something that's always going to change. Uh, probably about once a month or so, generally. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, once a month is pretty mm-hmm. solid. Uh, maybe, maybe every other week, roughly. So, um, generally, as far as going up in weight, uh, obviously, we've all had those times where we did not make the increases in uh, a couple of weeks where we didn't, it happens. Um, At some point, um, towards the beginning of your program, once you get a little more comfortable with the exercises you want to be doing, especially the big three that we were just talking about, things along those lines, uh, take some time and try to get a general feel for what you feel is your max. Like that point where you can get maybe one or two reps. Now you're going to take that, write that down because it's going to be important. Statistic, or I'm sorry, excuse me. Biologically speaking, you only need about 70% of that max for optimum muscle growth. So, if my max bench press is 100 pounds, if I just take 70 of those pounds, because like like we were saying earlier, if I if my max is two two reps of 100 pounds, 
I'm not, I'm only going to be able to do two reps. I'm not going to be able to get to six. I'm not going to be able to get a whole lot of muscle growth out of that. I'm cutting my own, I'm cutting my own progress in fractions uh, because of what I'm doing. So I'm taking 70 pounds, something where I can still get some pretty solid reps. What me and Jake are preaching about, throw some progressive overload into that. Get a minimum of six reps, four or five sets, push to failure. Okay, now obviously be careful, use a spotter when needed. Uh, but you do that, combined with good nutrition, you will see progress. Now, your your maxes are always going to change, especially when you're doing progressive overload. You are really truly only supposed to max twice a year, because if you are tr if you are truly truly maxing, mm -hmm. you are really stressing your central nervous system out. And I, I'm not I'm not speaking I'm not necessarily speaking against um, finding like a, a a rep range max, like if you like, what's your heaviest you can do for six reps, mm -hmm. right? That's different because you're still in the in that hypertrophy, that muscle building zone. Mm -hmm. But like true true one rep maxing should only be for like, like let's say let's say once a quarter. All right, just to fair. Okay, because if you are if you are truly setting yourself up for a one rep max, that one rep max needs to be nasty, and you need to leave everything on the 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 squat rack, the bench, or on that deadlift bar, mm -hmm. on that platform. Your true max is like, I'm ready for this. This is every, I've I've trained for it. This is everything I've got. Mm -hmm. If you're doing that every week, you're gonna blow something. Oh no, definitely Pro not once a week, no. <laughs> or once a month. I'll have to get I'll have to get uh, I'll have to get uh, the hangry the hangry Asian on here. The hangry Asian. That is my that's my that's my power lifter and good friend. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I've been coaching him for a few years now, and he'll he'll tell he'll tell you all about the mistakes of a younger man doing that all the time, and probably how much size and strength he's actually missing out on, even though he's a behemoth. That's <laughs> yeah. from training wrong over the years as a younger man. Mm -hmm. uh, see, personally, I, like I said, I max, I did max out days in high school in my lifting class. I haven't mm -hmm. done a max out day since then. I, I get where I think it is, just with some approximations, but other than that, it's finding, my, finding the 80%, 70 to 80%, not overly difficult. Depending on the exercise, obviously. Yeah. Well, so truthfully, if any of my athletes sends me a number with they're like, hey, this is my max, I just say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do as close to that as you can for your workouts this week then. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because um, especially when it comes to my more advanced people um, and my bodybuilders specifically, I don't give a flying shit. Mm -hmm. um, as long as you are lifting as as heavily as you can control in a safe as possible manner, and you're getting what done what you need to get done, you will make the progress you need to get to where you're going. Yep. Now, when it comes to Sean, that's a whole different animal because he's trying to get to that that Ronnie Coleman squat eight hundred, deadlift at eight hundred, bench press. Bench press five, you know, Jeez. and 
you know, and then some. Have fun with I'm that. T- I'm, you know, you got to see him. He's massive. He's the he's he's amazing. But anyway, um, you once and this will go back to building your program and goal setting, but you have to be realistic about it. Let's say you get under a bench press after a while and you you hit you hit a max of 95 pounds. So that's the bar and 225s on each side, right? Yep. Before you can comfortably max again, you need to be able to do all of your sets with that 95 pounds. Yep. That's where I sit. That's a good system. Now, and that's that's where I was talking about earning earning your weight. Yep. <clears throat> because um, plateaus will happen, but progressive overload works. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be, there's gonna be days, weeks, maybe even a month or so where you're like, I I just can't get over this hump. That's your that's your body processing what's going on. Um, I describe it to people that are old like you and I are. It's like LimeWire and Napster. <laughs> Remember, um, so when, you're, when you used to have these uh, software programs that you could download that you could uh, basically steal music and movies from the internet, right? Mm-hmm. And you could only download so many things at once, and then everything else was put in a queue. Fitness is, is exactly like that. You're working towards a goal, but you're doing a bunch of other things in between. Your body can only process so many things at a time. It will get to what's in the queue. You just need to be patient. And that's one of the hardest things to teach anybody, period, is the patience. Yeah. These days, all the fad diets, all the fad plans, because everybody wants it now. And the false advertising well, saying that you can get it now. Well, you see, and then that's one of the beautiful things about living in the United States of America is how convenient everything is. But what, 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 but what people forget is not everything in real life is super convenient. No. So when it comes to you and your health and you aren't at the level that you think you are, it's going to take you a, a little bit of time to get to that next level that you think you should already be at. Yep. That, that is a straight up is what it is scenario. My last uh, point as far as the sets and reps category is that uh, one thing that you need to keep in mind while you're making your plan, um, your body is adaptive. The body can get used to just about anything. Um, I, I know plenty of people, um, it, some of them a bit older, who they do the same workouts over and over and over uh, with the same weights over and over and over. I've been doing them for years and I've talked to these people about you know like hey like you're, you're doing this and you're doing it good why not pump up the weight a little bit a lot of them say well you know I don't I, I, I gotta work I don't want to be sore all the time and I'm like well that's understandable but after a while it become obviously it's gonna be a little bit painful at first but it becomes tol- but becomes more tolerable the thing is the body can get used to it. Uh, there, uh, one of my favorite ab exercises is called the um, uh, the jackknife. You're laying down all the way. You uh, move your arms up about halfway. Move your legs up about halfway. You touch your toes. You go back down. There were times I I never had a six pack at the time, but there were times I'd be able to bump out 50, 60, 70 of them 
because I had been doing them since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I never had abs. Why? My body is adaptive. My body got used to these things. If you do not constantly keep an eye on the exercises you're doing, the sets, the reps, the weight, your body will get used to it and you will not see progress. Progressive overload is the key here, guys. Yep. No. And <clears throat> so just to recap, don't max every week. Nope. Keep your rep range in the six. To, uh, if you're looking for hypertrophy, keep your keep your um, rep range in the six to twelve um, range. <clears throat> you will you will develop strength at the lower reps, and you may enter a more of a fat burning zone in the higher rep range. But you're not going to develop as faster. One of the um, just to sound the horn. One of the most annoying things that, as a fitness professional, you can hear is, "I just want to tone." There's, there's no such thing as toning. I'll say this again for people who don't believe me, but there is no such thing as toning. You are building lean muscle and burning fat. The tone you are looking for is the lean muscle that you put on. Ladies, you are not going to automatically become a big burly man if you lift some weights. <laughs> That'll take a lot of time. Yep. If you were looking for that body that you saw on Instagram, you're not going to just do that with some curtsy lunges and some five-pound dumbbell sister. Also, one of the things that we did, uh, we're talking about lifting a lot um, as far as uh, weight loss, endurance, and just overall health. Cardio is important. Um, we, our first, very first episode was more cardio focused. You can definitely uh, jump on back and listen to that. But uh, overall, just to kind of sum it up, cardio is important for overall health. Put it in your plan. Uh, it's better and smarter to do cardio after your lifts or on completely separate occasions. Fasted cardio is a thing uh, in order to get, uh, uh, excuse me, get that fat burning zone. Uh, probably over 10 to 20 minutes, if not longer, is probably a smarter idea. I have even my biggest and strongest and most burly athletes on a cardio program. And that is simply for the fact of your heart needs to be strong enough to handle the stress that you are putting on it with the bigger and heavier weights. And breathing is super important. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yep. Cardio is awesome. Um, like I just said, as far as putting it into your plan, don't do heavy cardio before you lift. A little quick walk for a warm-up is totally fine, totally acceptable. But don't do heavy cardio right before you lift. Separate occasions, if you can work it. Otherwise, do it after. There you go. There you go. All right. So now jumping right into how many days a week should I work out, Jake? <coughs> At minimum? Three. Yep, I'd agree. Um, I'd say um, for maximum results, five. Yep. Um, I have nothing against people that do um, a five-day weight split and a six-day body weight calisthenic functional type of day. And that's because um, what gets neglected a lot during muscle building activity is the mobil- your personal mobility. So um, 
you could you could even if you don't have the time, you could break that down to four days lifting weights and one day mobility, or three days weights, one or two days. Mobility. So, like uh, in my personal workout plan, as of now, I do one major muscle group a day. Uh, I got chest, thighs, tries, shoulders, back, legs. Well, that's six. Okay, as yep. of right now. I do six days a week, one major muscle group. Uh, I wake up in the morning, I run. I go to work, I get home, I lift. Uh, that's that, that just works pretty well for me. Um, personally, the reason I do that, uh, I kind of have a special circumstance. I work pretty long days, uh, so I don't get to the gym till about eight o'clock at night. By the time I get there, I'm pretty beat. Uh, I take some, uh, I eat healthy, I take some aminos before I get to the gym. Uh, and that gives me a pretty good boost, but not quite to the extent that I need. So uh, by the time I gas one muscle group, uh, so like a lot of people do the, the bro split, which we'll get into, um, chest and triceps, for example. By the time I gas my chest, I just physically don't have the strength to do triceps anymore. It's just, it's just not there. I'm exhausted from a long day. I have to work the next day, so I, I have to call it. That's just my personal unique circumstance now and there's nothing wrong with that a lot of people do what they call the bro split push day pull day leg day and the reason they call it that for those who don't know is um, think about pushing on wall and think about the muscles that you're working you're using your chest to push and you're using your triceps to push that's why they call it a push day because those two movements just like when you're bench pressing are gonna work the, your chest, your triceps, and are gonna be an accessory uh, that's gonna be worked in that specific movement. Then you got the pull days. Think about pulling on, oh gosh, I don't know. Think about something, pulling uh, pulling something, I don't know, a rope. You're pulling a rope. What are you working? You're gonna be, your biceps moving, and your back's gonna be working. That's why they call it a pull day. And then obviously, after that, uh, you throw in a leg day. Personally, I always throw shoulders in with the leg day whenever I do a bro split because other days you're really not getting the full shoulder exercise. Um, as far as the bro split, personally I got no beef with it. Um, biologically speaking, you can work each muscle group two days a week as long as like two or three days apart and you'll still get, you'll still be fine. For optimal muscle growth, you can do that. Um, so I don't really see a whole lot of issue with it. Just at the after the end of a long work day, I don't have the energy to work two muscle groups. I get you. No, I understand that. Yeah. Um, I I split things up uh, kind of traditionally. You know, there's there's my chest day has triceps sprinkled in it. My my back day has biceps sprinkled in it, but it's definitely not a, a main focus. Like when I when you go and you do a day, I want you to like I like I, I brought up earlier. I really want I really want you to focus on the task at hand, and I want you to slaughter the muscle group in hand. But that's with realizing that you are going to have. Uh, secondary and tertiary muscles that are working, right? Yep. So it'd be ignorant of me not to acknowledge that that's happening. So um, when it comes to push-pull days, I think they're great for people that are on a rush or um, um, more seasoned veterans. 
um, not necessarily just the bros, but I know I know IFBB professional athletes, just professional bodybuilders that do push pull legs, push pull legs, and that's their that's their week. And the reason why I split it up like that is because um, maybe they're just doing they're keeping things in tune, right? They're not necessarily growing or cutting, but it's more of like they're quote unquote off off season. But you know, when it comes down when it comes or or it's they're they're in a cut, they're actually gonna get ready for a show, you can move to a push pull legs rotation because you're able to hammer the shit out of your body because you're more focused on the fat loss rather than the muscle gain. As far as general like traditional uh, muscle group patterns, those are the only two I'm aware of. Like push the bro split and just kind of work in different muscle group every day. Well, um, there, those those there are the only ones I'm aware of. There are people that will incorporate... Um, well, so I do this actually with one of my athletes who has uh, enhanced breasts ah. um, I do not put a chest day on my ladies with uh, surgical enhancements um, simply for the fact of most of the time and I think they look better really is when you get the implant that's under the pectoral the problem with that when you develop the pectoral it will actually push the implant out and you, I mean, not like out, but like it'll push them outward, mm-hmm. and it'll and it'll look like your boobs are in your armpits. I'm sh- I'm sure you've seen it from like really shredded uh, female athletes. Anyway, I have se- wow. I, ha- I have seen pictures of uh, uh, bodybuilding women who uh, something in the chest area just uh, something's just looking a little bit uh, a little bit off. Well, see, and then. You know, I'm not, and I'm not dogging these ladies because no. this is their this is their personal choice. It's how they live, and it's what they want to do. So, mm-hmm. more power to them. Yeah. But the um, if you are going for the overall aesthetic, and we can get you where you need to go without you having to do a bunch of titty pressing, <laughs> we're gonna do that because one. Um, you're gonna have. Uh, you're supposed to get those things replaced like every decade, anyway, right? But I'm not trying to force that to happen sooner than it's supposed to because it's expensive. Two, I'm not trying to get you to overdevelop something or drop a weight on your implant. Plant pop it. Oh gosh. Um. There's just because I, I I am I am so health focused in an unhealthy sport. Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because you know, uh, we'll get you where you need to go, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push you to the limit and screw something up for you medically or financially for a cheap trophy. Yeah, it's people that do that are rat bastards. Go to the trophy store, have your own meat. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> All right. Well, that pretty much covers up um, the days of the week. So, our last section, which this is a big one, and we're going to touch on this a bit, uh, eating for your goals. Now, we're going to keep this a little bit more brief because coming up here soon, we do have a full four-episode series on uh, nutrition, but eating for your goals, uh, I I can't even stress enough how important it is. We've said it before, 
Um, what is it about? 80-20? The number changes all the time. But 80-20 or 90-10? Shoot. You know, cut the difference. 85-15. Your fitness, your body, is 85% what you put into it, 15% the work you do. The things you put into your body are ridiculously important for what you're doing. Uh, eat for your goals. Find out exactly what you're trying to do. Are you trying to grow? Are you trying to slim down? Depend Unless you're getting stage ready, the differences in your um, nutrition should not be that severe. If you're trying to lose weight, there are all these concepts, all this science. The overarching, the overarching concept, burn more calories than you consume and you will lose weight. Mm-hmm. Scientifically, that is how it works. So you just, I mean, hey, if you want to track your calories, track your macros, hey, more power to you, do it. Right now, I'm eating old school. I'm doing chicken, brown rice, and broccoli. And, hey, by the way, we talked about this on episode one. You tossed me some recipes. I've been testing them. I like them. Thank you. You're welcome. A lot of people, as far as water intake, water intake's huge. A lot of, (laughs) I can't tell you how often I've heard the whole, I hate the taste. Like, well, it doesn't really have a taste, so you're lying to me. I try to go a gallon a day. Now, keep in mind, that's something I've been working my way up to over the years. Too much water, too fast, you know. (laughs) Work your way up to it. Uh, start small work your way up to it uh, overall drinking in my experience of drinking a gallon a day in six weeks back in 2018 I dropped two pant sizes a gallon mm-hmm. a day five days a week it works it speeds up your uh, metabolism I uh, <laughs> with a gallon a day after the first week it really flushes out your system gets all the crap out of there uh, literally <laughs> um, and plus it just makes you feel good after a while you start thirsting for it we're talking eating for your goals one of my favorite things i hear all the time and it's usually from uh very naturally lean and skinny people it's like oh i eat all the time you should see how much i eat Hmm. and oh and i say okay do a food log for me give me give me a food log and we'll sit down and we'll calculate it up and it'll be like 1500 calories like, give or take 100 calories, that's usually what it is, almost 100% of the time. And I go, you aren't eating the damn thing. <laughs> on, um, on the back of what, the average food label, it's it'll even say per 2,000 calorie diet. What blows my mind, too, well, what blows a lot of my uh, people's minds, especially my ladies, is I'll sit them down. And we'll talk, and we'll get the assessment done, and everything all done, and what are you, what foods you're allergic to, what won't you ask, what won't you absolutely not eat, you know, the basics of things, and then I'll send I'll send off the plan, and I'll get the how the hell do you expect me to lose the, eat this much, lose weight, and I'll go shh, <laughs> shh, 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 shh. watch, <laughs> <laughs> because um, a lot of the times, especially with people that are really active. And um, they have actually put themselves in such a deficit that their body's like, no, I'm not losing weight. So you really have to either understand what you're eating or work with someone that does. Now, we'll get into this more, obviously, when we do our series, Mm -hmm. but not every diet is going to work. The best thing that I learned from um, my vertical diet 
uh, training is the best diet is the one that you'll stick to. And that's where, you know, the, there's no one diet for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's because we all have different preferences. We all have different ways to go. But um, when it comes to people gaining weight, usually they think they're, they're eating a lot and they're not. And when it comes to people losing weight, a lot of times they're already not eating enough and what they're eating is trash mm-hmm. crap anyway that their body just holds on to. Um, yep. I would say... Avoid as much as possible processed foods and stick to like, make everything as whole food based as you absolutely possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I referenced earlier um, I had a protein shake today because I was too lazy to cook. <laughs> Su- supplements are supplemental. Yep. They are not meant to replace what you can get from the earth. Dietary can, is always better. You can, you can reach, for the most part, you can reach your macro and micronutrient goals with food. Yep. Whole, good foods. And I'm a believer in GMOs, so I'm not even going to say non-GMO. Otherwise, we couldn't eat corn, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Corn is pretty good. Not Corn's I, I have, I have a I have a, a, a kind of sort of muscle max, mash uh, mix-up right now. It's corn potatoes, bell peppers, and corn. Okay. Because uh, I throw that... So I have a, you know, basically sugar (laughs) from the (laughs) corn, and then I have um, a slower burning carb in the potato with each meal. Mm -hmm. And then my fiber through my peppers. Okay. That sounds pretty good, actually. I've been in the game for a bit, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so, uh, kind of bouncing off of something said earlier, said by me, <laughs> so it must have been hey. good. Uh, the body is adaptive, especially if you're trying to, like, for the example of losing weight, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're just starting, yeah, you you probably are going to hit uh, lose quite a bit pretty quick, especially if you haven't been working out in years or eating healthy in years. Then, you, yeah, and, and it's going to be... It's going to be great right in the beginning, and you're going to be bragging and happy about how much weight you lost. It's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But then after a while, your body, it's going to be like, okay, I see what you're doing here. Yeah, this this stops now. The body will actually start to hold on to more fat. It, it, it will start to hold on to it. It'll get hard. You're going to hit that first, that first um, body fat dietary plateau, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, it it happens. It happens all of it, and that's when you need. That's when people. That's when people start to lose their motivation, start to lose their why they're doing it, and start to quit because I'm not losing weight anymore. Well, and then you just end up the same spot you within a month. You're in the same spot that you were in before, and uh, you just have to start it all over again. The body's adaptive. That, that's my quote of the day. The body's adaptive. Yeah. You need to get past that point and keep pushing. That's when you need to change your workouts. Make them more difficult. Push yourself harder. You keep eating what you're eating if it's good food. If it's the solid, healthy food that's meeting your caloric needs, you keep doing that. The one thing that I always tell um, my friends, my family, my clients, the difference between where you are today and where you want to be is what you do today. There's, there's nothing else around it. Just to recap my points and things. Yeah. Um, 
you have to be sure that you're eating enough, period. Um, and then avoid as much processed trash as you absolutely can. Because uh, a lot of things that go into processing food is um, preservatives. And um, a lot of those preservatives will actually make you hold on to water more. Mm-hmm. Just because their whole job is to preserve uh, whatever the food is, right? So I'm not saying you're physically embalming yourself, but in a way you kind of are. And I, I definitely encourage you, um, do your research on what you're eating, on what you think is healthy eating. Not saying that you might necessarily be wrong. Um, there were certain meals that I thought were actually pretty solid that I ate for years. And then when I actually stopped and thought, why am I not seeing progress? And did the digging specifically on what I was eating? It blew my mind. Blew my mind. Download a macro count, uh, macro counter. Log everything you eat for three days and just eat as you normally would. And it the results could blow your mind. Yep. So we we are coming from a place of our personal experience and our research. Yes. So. I will tell you right now, um, for me personally, I can't speak for Blake, but do not take everything I say as 100% fact. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Take what I say, look it up, and find the positives and negatives in both and apply them to yourself. If it's going to work for you, it's going to work for you. If it's not, it's not. You're not going to hurt my feelings, but it is so very important, especially as you progress into taking care of yourself, which is what fitness is that you need to know yourself and work within what works best for you. And it goes back to our episode of making sure to get a good coach. If you are looking for a good coach or trainer, you have to, that goes back to your, that whole research. Is this person going to train and work with you how you believe your body needs to be trained and worked with for what you're trying to do? Mm-hmm. And just as Jake and I would teach our clients uh, how to train, how to live healthy lives, things along those lines. That's definitely what we're trying to do to you. Um, everything that has been said on this and every other episode is as accurate is as accurate as we know. Um, we've def- I've done research on my part. I know you have, but like we said, fact check. These yep. things change every day. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous I, how quick these things change. And then <laughs> I will, I will, I will leave you with something I have told. Everybody that's wanted to work with me or everybody that has worked with me or even people I've had just a straight-up conversation with. If you encounter someone who knows everything, you get the fuck away from that person. <laughs> because yep. they're either going to screw you up or hurt you. Yep. It's completely true. It's completely true. There you go. <laughs> and sad to say... I've met more of those kinds of people that are personal trainers than any other field. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, all right. Well, hey, I think that just about closes up this episode. Um, we hope we've educated you on what, how to make a pretty solid starting personal training plan. If you have any questions, comments, possible concerns, or it, there's a topic you want us to go into a little more depth towards, Definitely reach out to us. My email is blakeshealthandfitness at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at HakeJoward. You can also email me at jdhoward0311 at gmail.com. I am not taking on new clients or athletes. 
but I will refer you to who I believe will help you out the best. And if they can't help you, come back. I'll send you somewhere else unless they unless they hook you up as well. Sounds good. And you can find me on Instagram at Blake's Health. Just search Blake's Health and Fitness. Uh, definitely check out my website, Blake'sHealthandFitness.com. I am currently taking on new clients. At the front of the homepage, fill out the health and lifestyle questionnaire. Get yourself a free consultation. We'll see what we can do for you. Until then, everyone else have a fantastic evening and stay fit. <laughs>